When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. So many questions as we open up Hour 3 of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I am Peter Burns. That is Randy Scott. And I thought that was Beyonce by Chris Carlin, but I'm not quite sure. As I <laughs> caught him earlier today, Randy, I like, I'm like i tuned in. I wanted to see what everybody else was saying about Warriors and Lakers and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, Carlin, I, I listened to you. And what in the world happened? Like, who had a worse start to last night? Was it Anthony Davis or or the production crew behind the Greeny uh, crew this morning with you? Well, it was me who unplugged my own earpiece so that I couldn't hear anything, but really wasn't even paying attention to the fact that I couldn't hear anything Got 10 it. seconds before air. And um, then it was like, oh, you're on the air. And then apparently uh, either that was me... Um, you know, the, the uh, imitating this part of Beyonce, or I, I in fact was choking on a hero. Something I don't know what that was. Somewhere in between, my friend. Somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, I, I, I loved it because I completely wanted to disagree with you. Because right off the bat, you got me fired up, and that's what you're supposed to do in sports uh, talk radio, right? And you always do a great job of it. And you got upset. It was 11 shots. It was Anthony Davis. And I started looking at this, and I go, I knew everybody was going to focus on Anthony Davis. It wasn't the greatest game. But at what point don't we lead with Clay Thompson was incredible? That Steve Kerr and the adjustments that he made, like... To me, was that the bigger story, even, or was it Anthony Davis continuing to have this yo-yo effect in the playoffs? Well, look, Clay Thompson is going to have games like that, mm-hmm. and when this is one of the more ridiculous stats that you'll hear, when he has thirty or more in a game, the Warriors, whether it's in the postseason or regular season, the Warriors are seventy-six and fifteen. It's in, it's insane. Yeah, it, it's absolutely absurd. So there's no getting around that Clay Thompson was great. This is actually what what I did talk about a little bit later in the segment was this is actually more of a Clay and AD series than it is a LeBron Mm. and Steph series. Because for me, um, if you're the Warriors, you need Clay to be consistent in how he plays. But is he going to shoot like that? Are any of us going to be shocked if he doesn't? shoot like that in game three right away no probably no. not yeah not not gonna be shocked but we talked yesterday on this show carla we talked about how you know anthony davis is a is a human you know statistical ekg machine he's so yeah. up and down uh he's a he's he 31 night and, and in the teens the other and so that bet you know we do the best the best plays of the night you know the love of money like and it was <laughs> under 26 and a half for ad was a lock and that thing cashed. And it wasn't just, you know, it's kind of like when your significant other says, hey, it's not it's not what you said, it's how you said it. It wasn't just that he put up 11 points. It was the fact that he only took 11 shots. Mm-hmm. Do you ascribe that to the adjustments that Golden State made? Or is that on AD for not being, you know, aggressive, invested, whatever it is, enough uh, to get the Lakers a more competitive performance there? Because of how AD has played 
because of what you just described? Yes, I'm going to give them credit. Obviously, Draymond Green's going to be a, a factor there. But if you're AD, you have to find a way to take more than 11 shots in the game. And, and I think LeBron would be the first to tell you that they are a much better team this particular year when the entire offense is going through Anthony Davis. And look, they did a good job. I don't know that they can play AD that effectively the entire series. But to me, it's more about Davis than it is about how the Warriors uh, played him defensively. Now, I, I was not of the belief that the Warriors were in big trouble here like Chris was. Um, I think mm. the Warriors are fine. They've lost plenty of series, including the last two, where they have come back and and uh, won after losing game one. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I'm not going to be surprised if that happens again. I just, if I were a Laker fan, and this is where I get frustrated, okay? When you have teams like that and you get them in game one and you have an opportunity in game two, you have to knock these teams down when you can. Mm -hmm. And and just so many times, and you guys know this, how many times do we see teams get game one? All right, we got the split. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Um, with this kind of a team in particular, it doesn't bother me when it's, you know, the Heat and the Knicks. That's fine. You you got what you needed to get because I think Miami can handle the Knicks. The Warriors, I just never want to give any kind of an inch to. That's all. Because if I could really knock out a leg from under them and take the first two games, I'm putting them in a bad spot. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're looking at the numbers like with the Suns and the Nuggets right now. What, you start 0-2 in a series, 92% of the time you're losing it, right? Very mm -hmm, yeah. rarely are you somebody yeah. going to come back in, in behind, and especially a team um, like like Golden State that is is hot or cold, right? They ran into the damn buzzsaw last night. That's what the Lakers did. When the Warriors are, are hitting shots like that, nothing's going to happen. My question is, though, Carl, when you look at this, this Lakers team had to fight for every single game post-trade deadline. Then they had to get in. Then they have to win a first round. How? What's that energy level, right? Like, yeah. how, how often can you go to the well with LeBron James being 63 years old and expecting him to put up a double-double and putting this team on his back? Yeah, I, I think it's a fair question, I, and I don't think it's been talked about enough. That, that not only have you put some miles on these guys this year, but you've put some stressful miles on it. And this was uh, something discussed this morning. You know, everybody's going to point to the minutes, um, Last night, uh, they got to cut back on the minutes a little bit, but there are more stressful minutes than others. Um, if you, you can have 33 really stressful minutes and 45 relatively easy minutes on a particular night. It's like pitch counts mm -hmm. um, with pitchers, same kind of thing. There can be nights when you can throw 105 pitches without blinking and other nights where you can't get through 60. Um, I just think that the the Lakers are going to, at some point here, run out of gas with all of that. I, I totally agree with that. The problem is, the team on the other side isn't exactly young either. <laughs> so it's a, they, they want to play more up and down. That, that's just their style, and that's where they're at their best.
I'm talking with Chris Carlin on his own show. He's the host of Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Uh, so let's go, let's go back to your Philly days here for a second, if not for the cuisine more than anything else. But let's tap into the vibes. Let's tap into the fact that Joel Embiid uh, you know, gets his MVP award tonight. Um, is it overstating it? Is, is it hyperbole to say that this is the culmination, you know, title notwithstanding, but a culmination of the process? You know, This thing's nine years in the making for him to lift that trophy tonight. Yeah, I think it's a part of it, absolutely. But I think the bigger issue comes down to if all of it eventually pays off at a championship, it doesn't necessarily have to be this year. Uh, for Embiid, he he can, he tried to downplay it a couple of times this year. Nobody's buying that. You know, he he had been too focused on it the last couple of years and and bummed out when he didn't win uh, to not have enjoyed that moment. And I think he deserves that moment with everything he's done. I do believe that he is the guy that gains the most from winning a championship either this year or the next year or two. Um, because, you know, you've got the MVP of the league. We knock Jokic for not doing much of the postseason, but he and Embiid have basically done the same thing in the postseason, uh, which is, you know, get to – uh, get you know, Jokic got to one conference finals, but other than that, it's out in round two. Same, Embiid's been out in round two every year, or or the first round. So he's he, it, no matter how it's happened, whether it's a lucky shot by Kawhi or whatever, um, he does have to advance at some point. This is, uh, you know, the process is. People are so. Um, <laughs> it's just. It's, I can, I can hear you. Are you okay right here, Carl? I'm like, are you like you? You're trying to process the process live yeah. on, on radio right now because I spent so much time talking about it in Philly and thinking about it the last few years and how it played out. I just, uh, it, to me, it's not going to be complete until it actually ended up in in a title. That's what it boils down to for me. Um, <laughs> And Ben Simmons was a maddening figure in all of it. it it's sports purgatory, right? Because yeah. we want the process as sports fans to absolutely crush it. So we say, hey, this works. Or we want to sit there and go, what an abject failure that was. What a joke you are and what a joke you've made of the NBA process. But we're in this kind of sports purgatory with the 76ers team, especially if Doc and, and, and these guys, if it ends the way that I think it's going to end with the Celtics winning, you can't draw a conclusion, right? I mean, I, 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 are, are NBA yeah. teams going to be more um, in, in favor of processing going forward after this? I I, I don't know. Where do you stand on this? Well, the worst place to be is in the middle, right? It is purgatory. <laughs> it is absolutely purgatory. Some people could argue, and I would understand it, that it already worked because they have been relevant for the last mm. several years, and they have been a playoff team consistently. Uh, to me, you want to see that get pushed over the top uh, before you can fully say it worked. What it did was put them in position to get great players, and the other thing, it because they weren't going to be able to get them in free agency uh, before all of this happened. It had to become an attractive place first by the guys that you were able to bring in through the draft because otherwise you, you just weren't going to get those kind of players here. So um, at this point, I need to if I'm going to sit here and tell you that it fully worked and it was all worth it, it has to pay off in the title. I think for others it already has paid off because – they have been consistently 
a good team over the last what four or five years. You know, we've been debating Doc Rivers's you know coaching future if they if they spit the bit in this uh, in this series, and it seems like winning a title doesn't necessarily even guarantee much of a coaching future, at least not with the team <laughs> you know that you win a title with. Three of the last four title winning coaches are gone. You know, get you a bigger buyout, right? It gets you it gets a restructured yeah, contract sure. and a bigger buyout. I, yes, exactly. I guess, I guess so. Um, when we talked yesterday, I don't know that the Woj bomb had dropped, Carlin. How are you? Uh, you know, processing and and sort of reconciling this idea that 58 regular season wins, you know, when you didn't have a lot of your star power for a lot of the season. You know, Chris Middleton missed so much of the regular season, and yet Mike Budenholzer still had him as the one seed, and now he's looking for work. Here's what the Milwaukee Bucks just told us. They think Mike Budenholzer, they won a championship in spite of him. That's to me what they just said because this they look at their team over the last few years and they feel like they should have more than one. And when you get knocked out this year in the first round, you got to blame somebody. Remember, there was the thought that if Kevin Durant's foot is not on that line and they lose to the Nets, that he's out at that point. He may have gotten fired the year they won a championship. Uh, and that was in the second round, so... Mm-hmm. Here we are a couple of years later. I, You've never heard anybody through this whole time of Budenholzer in Milwaukee where they have said, geez, boy, he really outcoached everybody. And I'm not personally going after him in this spot. Mm. This is how I read what the Bucks are saying, that we should uh, right now be in a position to win multiple titles, and he is the reason that we are not. He is standing in the way of us doing that right now, and that's a – that's a brutal statement. He basically, they basically have told you that they won a championship in spite of his presence. And it's not them. It's probably Giannis, right? Because, I mean, you know, how, Chris, how this thing works. There's no way. We talked to Ramona Shelburne about this earlier today as well. There's no way that the Bucks just decided to just forget Giannis in this conversation on whether or not they like Coach Bud, right? I mean, Giannis ha- basically gave a yay or nay or at least a no comment or no answer, which basically tipped his hand. If Giannis wanted him there, he'd still be there. Right? That's it. So, so I don't so, think that Giannis got him fired. Yeah. But I think that when they went through him, he said, probably said, <laughs> I didn't drown the man, happened. but I didn't give a life preserver is basically <laughs> exactly. what we're saying. I, I, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. It's Shaggy. wasn't me, but that's what's happening. So with that being said, and now you see Brian Windhorst kind of talking about it a little bit. Stephen A. picks up a little bit about it. You talk about a Knicks team. That we've always talked about how when are they going to get that big star? When is that that guy going? And is that Giannis to the Knicks? When I say that, what does that make you feel? It'd be amazing, but I still need to see it. Um, they they certainly are a place that is now desirable to go. And again, like we were talking about with the Sixers. For the longest time, it was not. Uh, what are you giving them for him? I mean, oh. are we centering this around R.J. Barrett? Because you got to do better than that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, <laughs> Shannon said everybody outside of Jalen Brunson. Basically, like 15 yeah. guys, make it work on the ESPN.com trade machine. <laughs> put, put in, like, unlimited um, snack. Whatever you want, you get as long as Jalen Brunson stays on the Knicks. Unlimited snacks? I mean, I'm in. Well, I'm in. I'm in as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think we're all buying. That'd there. be great. Yeah. Um, no, I I I think that. Uh, and here's what's tricky about it, right? Look at what's going on with the Suns. They just gave up all of their really good role mm-hmm. players. And I'm not saying not to do it, 
but they just gave up all of their really good role players, and now they have zero depth, and they are paying for that. No and depth. They don't have the assets to try and go get other ones, so it's going to be very difficult to reconcile that. Man, if I, I think it would be fantastic for basketball for Giannis to be a Nick, but I'm not counting on that one yet. If he's if he's the next one who wants out, uh, I definitely believe that whoever that is, the Knicks will very much be in the conversation. They just can't outplay themselves through it. They played themselves through the whole thing with Danny Ainge. Whether or not Danny Ainge wanted to trade Donovan Mitchell to them, I mean, ultimately, you have to pay the price. I still would say you have to pay the price about going and getting him because if R.J. Barrett held them back from doing that, that was a huge mistake. Collective, what would that change our conversation? Randy, what, what would that change the way you feel about Giannis as, 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 as a player? It really wouldn't. Does it change anything of it? I, I don't think so. Okay. Because we see it so often these days, right? I mean, uh, it's been a while now, but the superstar, it's no longer about waiting to getting to free agency. It hasn't been for a few years. It's get the big money, and then if I'm not happy, I'll force my way out in a year or two. And that's what happens. Uh, it really started with Carmelo Anthony with the Knicks, and it's kind of continued from that. So I, I'm. it's hard for me to judge all those guys for not uh, sticking it out. He already got Milwaukee a championship. If he wants to be somewhere else, I have trouble believing that people are going to hold that against him. Already delivered on his promise there. All right, so all show long, we have been dissecting the best and worst TV parents of all time. Mm. Gave you a little bit of a heads up, but I know we've talked plenty of hoops in that 15 minutes. So do you have a best and worst TV parent in your mind? Uh, big arrested development guy. Mm. Uh, oh, I Phil would, Dunphy. Uh, the Bluths. Yeah, the Bluths, uh, you know, Michael Bluth is a tremendous father. And then the mother... On arrested development. Oh, arrested. I'm sorry. I heard yeah, a lot yeah. of fans. There's always that. money in the banana stand. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Danny Tanner, because, you know, he's, as it turned out, he was a tremendous comic and none of us even knew it, really. Right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere you look. In full House? I don't know. I don't know who the worst would be. I guess you could probably got to go Al Bundy and, and Peg Bundy, don't you? Didn't Al used to beat up uh, uh, Christina Applegate's boyfriends, though? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, but he also but he also let Christina Applegate, his daughter, go out in public dressed like that too. So there there's a little interesting pairing. How about in succession not parent, Logan so. Roy, if you watch that oh, on the HBO God. show. Lo- oh Logan God. might be the worst that's parent out that's out there. Call. That's gotta be worst. I mean, you it's amazing that none of them are in therapy, at least that we see on the show. How is that possible? <laughs> I'd put I put I put Don and Betty Draper in the worst TV parents conversation oh, as well. They're yeah, there. that's pretty good too. They're that's there. pretty good too. Like some heaters in the station much, wagon, but I think that was just like everybody. Everybody did how much, that. How much does a banana cost? Ten dollars? <laughs> what could it cost? <laughs> Here, here's the thing: I don't have kids because I've always believed children ruin your life. That's <laughs> as a parent. Often it's hard to disagree with. <laughs> Chris Carlin, host of Canty and Carlin ESPN Radio. Follow him uh, at Chris Carlin. My man, we appreciate that. Thank you for not procreating at any point. Um, oh, and we will holler at you soon, okay? I'll enjoy sleeping in tomorrow, fellas. Thanks, buddy. God bless you. Bye. People, thank you. See you, buddy. Oh, NBA wow. playoffs and ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight. Lakers hosting the Warriors, presented by ND. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and Sirius XM Channel 80. All right, so 
God, he's so right, too. I can't remember the last time I slept in. Oh, man. Why? I know. I hate when Chris Carlin's right on his own show. Right. And that really upsets <laughs> me uh, at that point. All right. Um, Suns, Nuggets, game three tonight. One reason why you should care because it has everything to do with the future of the NBA. We'll tell you what that is coming up next. He's Randy Scott. I'm Peter Burns. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. It is happy days in the city of Denver where the Nuggets have a 2-0 series lead over the Phoenix Suns. Of course, that rejoined courtesy of Altitude Radio Network. Peter Burns, Randy Scott sitting in for Canty and Carlin. And um, Tim McMahon, I, I, I said just wait because the Nuggets are going to be showing video to Jokic that uh, of Joel Embiid winning the MVP. And in true Jokic fashion, he'll just be like, I really don't care because it doesn't seem like he cares at all. How in the world do the Suns get back into this series without Chris Paul? Well, you know, obviously they've got to protect their home court, and that is more difficult when they don't have their floor general out there, but they've got two superstars, and they need Devin Booker and Kevin Durant 
to play up to their pedigree. That's really the only chance they have in the series at this point. And, you know, uh, Kevin Durant hasn't had a good series so far. I mean, he was the one who, after game one, he has 29-14, but he points to his one assist and his seven turnovers and says, we can't win like that. He was right. And then last game, he just didn't shoot the ball well. So, um, obviously, a lot of pressure on those guys not just to score, but now a lot of the uh, facilitating in the offense falls on particularly Booker's shoulders, but KD's as well. But look, these are, you know, KD's obviously a no-brainer Hall of Famer. Devin Booker's on that kind of a path, and they need to have those sort of performances in these next couple games to get back in this series. When you when you look at how uh, Monty Williams has has adjusted or either not adjusted, whether it's the in-game adjustment of losing Chris Paul late, because that final stretch, those final you know, 16 minutes for Denver, they outscored Phoenix 41-28. And, okay, there's no shame in, in having trouble adjusting when your bench is that thin, right, in the game. Where do you feel like Coach Williams has to adjust here game two to game three? He's scrambling. And, you know, you saw in game two, I think in the first 15 minutes, they played 11 guys. That That's uh, a sign that they really don't know who they can count on. They've got four guys they can really count on. Now they're down to three um, and they're trying to figure things out on the fly. That's a really hard thing to do uh, in the Western Conference semifinals, as opposed to you look at the Nuggets. You know they've done. Some, you know they've gone through the season, made a couple little adjustments or additions rather. But those are guys, Reggie Jackson, Thomas Bryant, who who ultimately didn't end up in the rotation. But they know exactly who they're going to play. They're going to play these eight guys. Mm-hmm. These are the roles. Everything's very defined. There's a lot of continuity there, and that's a massive advantage. For the Nuggets, um, and you know, you, you talk about adjustments, but really, this is the Suns trying to figure out exactly who they are. Um, when you make that kind of a massive trade, you're giving up your depth. Then, obviously, KD wasn't able to play much for them. They, they really, I mean, this is—they're going through the kind of experimental stuff that most teams are going through uh, in November. It kind of felt what the Lakers had, right, to a certain extent of trying to figure out. Now, of course, they had the trade deadline. They're able to grab a bunch of different players, and they're able to piece it together. But the Suns dealing with an injury is not necessarily the case. Tim McMahon, our ESPN NBA reporter, joining Peter Burns and Randy Scott here and Canty and Carlin. And, and, and Tim, I, I look at this. What the last Out of the last four guys to win a title as a head coach, three of them have been relieved of their duties, okay? You mm-hmm. spend as much time in the NBA as anybody. Pound for pound, if you're ranking them coaches wise, what, what, what I mean, what's that pecking order right now? As far as guys that you trust that can manage the expectation of superstars in the regular season, but when it comes to making that nuance adjustment or change, that they're as good as anybody. I mean, I think you have to probably start that list with Eric Spolstra, um, okay. who obviously has managed a lot of superstars in Miami. Um, aside from Pop, has the longest tenure in the league right now. And honestly, I think there's a lot of good coaches in the NBA. It's just not a job that lends itself to the security. Um, you know, I think I think Mike Dudenholder is, is a good coach. But five years is a long time uh, for a head coach to be one place in today's NBA. That's just the reality of the situation, especially when you're, you know, maybe you're not seeing eye to eye all the time with the, with the face of your franchise. Um, and, and let's be honest, it would have been three years, but the Bucks went on that championship run. If they didn't go on that championship run, Bud probably wasn't coming back the next season. So, um, it's look, being an NBA head coach is a really hard job, and fortunate for those guys, they're compensated pretty well. <laughs> they are. The buyout, of, you know, $16 million in coming here for Coach Budenholzer. But it does kind of beg the question, Tim, and just maybe tapping into, you know, what you hear about that that locker room or other locker rooms. 
Uh, Nick Nurse is out there. You know, he's one of these three of the last four title-winning coaches who's uh, no longer with the club that he won with. I'm wondering who you think is a good fit in Milwaukee, given the roster right now, or if you can't name a name specifically, because we are putting you on the spot, what sort of coaching style needs to be different from Coach Bud in order you know, to resonate with that locker room? Honestly, I don't know if it even necessarily needs to be a different style, then sometimes you just need a different voice. Um, it wouldn't shock me if they end up going in-house and, and uh, go with Charles Lee, who's an assistant in Milwaukee, who's gotten a lot of uh, – you know, interest and interviewed with other other teams is, is interviewing with other teams now. Um, and maybe it's as simple as, Hey, we just need a, a, a new voice and, and make, tweak the style, but not, not necessarily wholesale style, style changes. I mean, this is a team that had the most wins in the NBA this season. You know, like you mentioned, Nick nurse, he was a, he was an in-house promotion that obviously worked out well for the Raptors until they decided that they needed a new voice, but you know, was able to, to win a championship there. You know, as far as uh, external coaches, Nurse obviously is going to be high on that list. Um, uh, you know, Frank Vogel, also a recent championship coach, certainly a guy who uh, you would expect would, would have one of the best defenses in the league. He's available. Um, but I don't necessarily know that the Bucks are in a hurry. And then, look, obviously uh, what Giannis thinks is going to have a lot to do with who's hired. Last quick one for you, Tim. If, I, if I'm if i sitting here and I'm the Denver Nuggets, they won't say this out loud, but we could talk about it on radio because that's what we do as professionals or semi-professionals, um, and they get by the Suns. They want to face the Lakers or they want to face the Warriors in the finals? I'll be honest with you. I don't necessarily think they're sitting there rooting one way or another. Mm-hmm. I think that if, if, you know, if you're the Nuggets, there's going to be an all-time great player uh, on Either the way. other side, regardless, there's going to be, you know, a, a, another star player. In the case of the Warriors, you can argue multiple star players who have championship experience. But, you know, Denver was the number one seed in the West. Uh, start to finish, even though they kind of finished slow, they were the best team in the conference all season long. And, and you know, they, they've got a two-time MVP. And like I talked about, continuity and the supporting cast. I really don't think Nikola Jokic is uh, is staying up late worried about who he might see in the Western Conference Finals. He's trying to get there. Uh, no doubt about it. Great insight there. You can follow him on Twitter at ESPN underscore McMahon. Tim McMahon, uh, enjoy Game 3 tonight, my friend. I right, appreciate it, fellas. There it is, Tim McMahon giving us a little breakdown. Yeah, Jokic kind of strikes me as that guy. Like, uh, Sounds good. I, yeah. I lost the MVP. Okay. I don't even know where the last two trophies went. It's, it is, it is <laughs> was, what it is. He was delivered one of them, you know, on a rickshaw, right? Like, yeah. wasn't he in in his native country? And and you know, it pulls up in like a like a cart horse. You know, sounds good. Yeah. Like it, it just okay. Sounds good. You roll out the ball, we'll play it, and more than likely, my team will have scored more points than your team. And I think that happens tonight. I'd look for a sweep for the Denver Nuggets, and then they'll be well rested. And I still think instead of you know, Tim going back and forth and going, maybe Warriors, Lakers, I think they would love to face the Lakers, especially if they're rested. They could use that advantage of an altitude back over in Denver. I think that would be a monster part of what the Nuggets want to do going forward. Suns Nuggets game three tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern. This weekend preview brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways you can save. It's easy. Simple. Go to Geico.com to get a rate quote and get started seeing how much you could save. You better save if you're headed to the F1 race in Miami. Jaw-dropping numbers. We'll tell you about next on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Kansi and Carlin, Peter Burns, Randy Scott, dadding it up, seriously, here on a Friday. You know what dads like to do? They like to give good advice. So our good advice here is dads to say ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today. Find out if you could save hundreds on your car insurance. Um, saving money? Cars leads me to a national uh, or natural segue about the F1 race in Miami, right? Going on, I saw our good friend Katie George, my former co-host on Sunday mornings for Best Week Ever, Randy. She's down there, Spencer Hall, everybody's getting all ready. Oh, yeah. Are you ready for $100 t-shirts? I, I, somebody took a picture of the souvenir stand and, at the F1 race in Miami. Would you, is there a concert? Is there a sporting event? Anything? That you would spend a hundred dollars on for the actual T-shirt, I would, I would spend a hundred dollars on a Taylor Swift T-shirt. I do you, that. You Swifty, I do it in a heartbeat. I would, I do I it, knew and I it. and I'd say, <laughs> I'd say that I, I was doing it for my daughter, but I would, uh, I'd get one for me too, and I'd make her wear. You know, whenever she wore it, I'd wear mine. Uh, I'd do that. I'm big on that with my kids, for sure. I'm, I'm fine with that, but isn't that a part of like just flaunting wealth? If you buy the Taylor Swift T-shirt, because you're you you you're basically saying not only was I able to afford this probably sixty dollar T-shirt, and I might be on the low end of this, but I was also able to purchase at least one, if not multiple, tickets to a Taylor Swift concert. Kind that, of braggadocious. That's but. fair. That's fair. Yeah, because if you're wearing a hundred dollar F1 T-shirt, it shows that you were rich enough to get into the paddocks or get into the. Grandstands right. or whatever it is, as well, sure. But that's kind of the that's kind of the flex, right? Or I don't know. Maybe you get it on the secondary market. I think you're trying to flaunt your fandom. You know, I think you, I think that's what you're trying to do. I was a big concert T-shirt guy. Now, the last you know, all, all of my concerts usually predate kids. So we're talking yeah. like 
you know, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, you know, the heart to heart tour. You know, I, I got a shirt. There Would you wear the T-shirt Monday after school? Well, like the next Monday, to like to just to, to brag oh, on yeah. the kids. Yeah. Like, hey, I just saw Tim McGraw. Not a big well, deal, but kind of a big deal. The George Strait Country Music Festival. I had that T-shirt from 1999. Oh, yeah. No, 2000. Uh, you know, three doors down from 2000. I saw Eminem. I saw... Man, I saw Exhibit. I saw DMX. Like I, I mean, like you would get those shirts and you'd wear them to school. Wait, you wait, want everybody you, to know. You bought the real shirt, like the actual shirt sold in the arena. See, I bought yeah. the bootleg shirt outside mm-hmm. of the that, arena. That's the hustle. Like, Shannon. why get Whitney Houston when you can get Whitney Hutton? You know, why, why not? <laughs> Listen, Whitney Hutton, the pride of New Jersey. Why? I mean, again. It depends on the font. If the font looks funky, good enough, yeah. man. You saved eighty dollars on a T-shirt. Like, is there an acceptable like if you go to an event, like a sporting event? Mm-hmm. Is there the like what is the best souvenir to purchase at a sporting event? To purchase or come away? Because I was going to say it's a foul ball or it's a you know oh, uh, that, an extra fair. point that gets into the stands. You know, like some sporting events, you got to return the ball. Uh, other sporting events, you get to keep. You know, NBA ball goes into the stands. You got to throw that thing back. But the ones that you get to take with you. So I was going to say, you know, let's say you get plunked by a tee shot at Augusta. You know what I mean? You or got a tree. You got yeah, a bruise. Yeah. Well, yeah. You got a bruise and then you got a signed glove to show for it. You know what I mean? Like That, to me, is a pretty decent transaction. That was going to be my answer. But, gosh, if you could purchase anything, you know, like I, you would have to be a Cubs fan, a Red Sox fan, a Dodgers fan, you know, the three oldest ballparks. And if you could come away with a seat, you know, and put it in your man cave, put it in your – you know, okay. your basement, something like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. See, I'm program guy. Like I like any time I go oh. to a pro, uh, I go to any type of event. I want a program, and it's not so much as like I'm gonna go through the program during the actual game. It's I want to see it five, ten years later. Like I, I was going through a bunch of stuff at the house a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. I found a program from LSU versus Loyola Marymount in back in like 1991. We're talking Chris Jackson. Oh, wow. Mahmoud Abdul-Roof. We're talking Shaquille O'Neal. We're talking Stanley Roberts, Hank Gathers, Mm -hmm. Bo Kimball. Like... And the best part about that is not only like to go through the actual program itself, but to go through like the old advertisements... of of, like what was big at the time. It's like... It's like going through Back to the Future and looking like, really? (laughs) Like this was... This was a thing? Yeah. we 501 seen. Levi Jeans was like, that was that was a big deal. Okay. Yeah. Button my fly. Silver tab. Yeah. Button my, button my fly was big. Uh, yeah. Okay. Program guys are big. That's a big uh, That's a big deal. I Certain events lend themselves to more merch. I feel like anybody who goes to Augusta hits up that merchandise tent. And those prices have been fairly steady. I, so the first while. time I went to Augusta, true story, I went in and I spent like $850, right? I'm like, I'm blowing the entire Blood budget, budget on Let's all go. this, yeah. right? The and I looked at the here. lady and I apologized. I said, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to, like, this is embarrassing. She looks at me and she goes, honey, you're not even at the average ticket. And I'm oh. like, oh, oh, uh, that so is, y'all, y'all print money, money, that not is, just kind of money. Hmm. Y'all print money, money. That is eye opening. I feel like if it's an iconic venue, you're more yeah. likely to come away with merch. I'll say that for sure. Agreed. Uh, golf tournaments, always buy the golf flag. Looks great in yes. the office as well, too. Yep. Alright, we continue to roll on. Peter Burns, Randy Scott on Canty and Carlin. Joel Embiid's MVP night. I think it'll be a bust. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.